Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome. Three hours of great sports talk. To the Petros and Money Show. On air at AM 570 LA Sports. With the ability to really go anywhere and do anything. Streaming everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Hosted by Mad Money Smith. Check out my fit. And Petros Papadakis. That's what we like to hear. Here they are on your home of the L.A. Dodgers. In sync and down the drain. Petros and Money. Petros and Money. Petros and Money. How do you know that? Hey, Mr. Cowan. A what? That's a clown question, bro. The chickens are coming home to roost, Bobby Boucher. You reap the fruit of your selfish ways. Insane in the calf strain. <laughs> Buenos dias! Buenos dias! Still making order out of chaos by reinvention. Going it out there. Metro Simone. AM 570 LA Sports. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Dodgers Mets tonight from the Galpin Motors broadcast booth. First pitch at 7.10 p.m. Dodgers on deck at 6. Trying to right the ship after losing three oh. of their last four. Last night it was the bullpen. Vessia, a third of an inning. Three runs allowed after the Dodgers had rallied to get Dustin May off the hook with a 5-4 advantage or a 6-5 advantage, 6-5 advantage, only to get Vessiad. See if they can do it tonight with Clayton Kershaw on the mound. It is Vin Scully jersey night. Sweet Scully in the microphone on the back. Of course, Tim Cates and company will have everything to get you ready for Dodgers on deck at 6 p.m. And you know what that means, P. Sister Station playoff basketball, Clipper Suns. Yeah, AM eleven fifty game two of the opening round series of the NBA playoffs. Uh, the steak is being sliced as we speak. Who will eat it? Twelve <laughs> year old child in a throwback jersey. And don't forget weekdays between nine and six. So this will be the last moment for you to hear a keyword. And right after this segment, we're going to do the keyword. You log on to am five seventy la sports dot com. You input that keyword that Ronnie plays. If you win, you're going to get an email back. And then you check your email. And if it's not there, you might want to check your junk or your spam. It's $1,000. $1,000 every hour just for listening to AM570 LA Sports. Powered by Sweet James Bergener at 809 million or sweetjames.com. Tomorrow, Matt and I will be on after Dodgers Mets. Tim Cates is predicting a 4 o'clock start, and we will take that all the way till 7 o'clock. That is tomorrow. Uh, tonight we have Dodgers next and Clippers on 11:50, and now it's time for the final hour fun fact. It's fun in effect. It's the hour three fun facts. Fun facts. Well, I still had the window open for the Willy Wonka fun fact, so here's another one, and I think you'll like this one an awful lot, P. Let's have it, Matt. Did you know? Based on the Roald Dahl novel Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Did you hear they're rewriting it and they won't call like Augustus Goop uh, they won't call him fat. They're like saying he was you know they're like changing the wording. They're rewriting Roald Dahl's words. Maybe just don't uh, rewrite it. Maybe just don't do that then. Maybe just come up with a new story. So you don't have to have Augustus Gloop. Uh if Char- his Charlie being and the- morbidly obese. <laughs> 
Uh, however, Willy Wonka. Let me, let me guess. It's going to be called uh, Chastity and the uh, Vegan uh, yes. Seaweed Factory. And the uh, Raw Cocoa Bean Factory. <laughs> Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory did not have Charlie in the name because it was released in 1971, peak Vietnam War. And oh, that's American Charlie's Beach. soldiers were referring to the Viet Cong and the North Vietnamese forces as Charlie. Oh, we can't take that beach. That's Charlie's Beach. And they were like, we can't have that. It can't be Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, or all of our American folks are going to start envisioning a bunch of Vietnamese running this chocolate factory, not Gene Wilder. It's got to be Willy Wonka. That's pretty good. Isn't it? Well, you know, every day that Charlie squats in the factory, he gets stronger. And every day that I'm stuck here in Saigon, I get weaker. It's time for the quick hit. The, <laughs> the PMS quick hit. Oh, I'll make it quick, y'all. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, if you're looking to sell a house, Matt, uh, Quick Hits is brought to you by... SurfPro. Call SurfPro for whenever property damage strikes your home or business. They are the cleanup and restoration specialists. 1-800-SERVE, no E, S-E-R-V-P-R-O. 1-800-SERVE-PRO. We talked about the Dodgers. It's Clershaw's ability, and it may be his destiny, and it could be... The big story tonight. Speaking he of Gene Wilder. He is on the mound. In, uh, yeah, no returning. That's for me. Destiny, <laughs> destiny. 200th win of his career tonight. Uh, 7-10 is the first pitch on AM570. And Major League Baseball made a big announcement today that they're using the Atlantic League uh, this season to experiment with some new rules. They're going to try the designated pinch runner, double hook designated hitter rule. And further limit on a pitcher's ability to make pickoffs moves, Matt. So designated pinch runner would mean you designate a player who is not in the starting lineup to be used at any point of the game and as many times as you want as a substitute base runner. Uh, the player who was subbed out as well as the pinch runner would still be able to return to the game. So you got a big fat ass. What's that guy's name that was on the Brewers? Vogel song. Exactly. Every time that guy gets on base, bing, bang, boom, here comes track star, and he gets to hit, and the track star gets to run. It seems a little wonky, uh, but that's something they're trying out. The double hook designated hitter means teams can use the DH throughout the game as long as the starting pitcher throws at least five innings. So no more openers, no oh. more guys getting the hook after two or three innings. If that does not occur, you lose the DH, and the pitcher spot would bat for the remainder of the game. I wonder if Vogelsong would beat Stiff Booty Freddie Freeman in a race. Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> it's a tough race. Because that Vogelbach throw, can move. And then throw Vassay in there, too. Well, come on. Let's not. It's ridiculous. Uh, all right. Clippers Suns, game two of their series tonight, 7 o'clock tip on 1150. We told you that. Uh, worth noting that Scott Foster, who is uh, refereeing tonight's game, hates Chris Paul. They hate each other so much uh, in playoff games that he refs. And Chris Paul plays. Chris Paul, not even State Farm and Jake can save him. He's 2-17 and 17 in those contests. He hates Chris Paul. You know why? Because most people hate Chris Paul. Because he's a freaking a-hole. Well, he's a curmudgeon. He's pugnacious. Not, he's always not right. Jake. And he's not an a-hole. Jake. Jake loves him, but it might be uh, a business association. Separate dressing rooms. They only show up right before they, they shoot. They don't, speak. <laughs> they don't speak. They read their lines and they retreat. So who knows? Uh, maybe you know the Scott crazy Foster thing really is? has it out for him. 
the crazy thing about Jake from State Farm is he spends the night at Aaron Rodgers' house, but he does not get along with Chris Paul. Well, come to game. The Lakers are 1-0. They have a a big series lead against the Grizz. Everybody's feeling great about game two tomorrow night in Memphis. No breaks or fractures in the right hand of Grizzly star John Morant, much to his chagrin because it didn't sound like he wanted to play. It's a soft tissue bruise and leaves him as a game-time decision tomorrow versus the Lakers. He's dealing with what is being called significant pain tolerance injury. As opposed to a moderate pain tolerance injury. Look. If this guy can put up with a significant amount of pain, then he can play. But if he can't, yeah, then he won't. Ja, you tell us. What kind of guy are you? I'm a hold a gun next to my face at the strip club type of guy. Let's go. <laughs> Off the court, the NBA and the NBA PA have agreed to significant changes in the new collective bargaining agreement uh, that specifically impacts the draft. Players you invited. Know, yes. I got to say, Matt, in the modern era of uh, the tunnel walk and the – player empowerment, and all the crap, the load, load management. management. What is this collective bargaining? What are they trying to get now? They want to be able to wear propeller hats during the game like Russell Westbrook? What are they trying to pull off? Apparently, they want the combine to actually mean something again. Teams want to be what? able to do their due diligence. You have to attend and participate in the combine, or you will be deemed ineligible to be selected until the first subsequent draft for which the player attends and fully participates. It will start next year, meaning you, you got to go to the sk- combine. Yeah, they got to be able to pull on them ligaments and twist your arms and poke your shoulders and jam your bunghole and figure out if you're broken or not. Because too I, many I of these was students- doing fine. I, I passed every test until they did the bunghole jam. <laughs> He'll be And then now I'm playing in Lithuania. <laughs> it's exactly right. I'm going to probe your bunghole, whether you like it or not. The Rams made a trade today, sending wide receiver Allen Robinson. Cuckoo-cuchoo to you, Mr. Robinson. And a seventh-round pick in exchange for Pittsburgh's seventh-round pick. That is 17 spots higher. The Rams will also pay $10 million of Robinson's salary. I guess they didn't like that guy. I think it, uh, again, speaks to something we've been discussing for a while. Rams are tanking. The Rams are going to tank the 2023 campaign in an effort to get a superstar at the quarterback Shohei position. Shohei Otani. Exactly right. they got to save all their money for Shohei. Uh, <laughs> Robinson was a disaster of a free agent signing last season. Well, you know, he never walked around the grounds until he felt at home, Matt. It's a true story. True story. So may they lose all their games and draft Caleb Williams number one overall and have a big superstar in that gradient numbered uniform that everyone can get behind. Maybe somebody would show up for the parade at that point. You know, because Caleb Williams has really endeared himself to L.A. I see him around all the time. Oh, he's the best. A guy is like, you want to, hey, he is L.A. All right? When they say L.A. is out, they mean Caleb Williams is out. Yeah, he's over at the Calmart on Figaro. <laughs> Matt, I don't know what kind of take you have on the Kings, but I know it's crap. One and zero. <laughs> they knocked off the Oilers in overtime, fell behind to zero. Game two tomorrow night. All the Kings games, GKG. Go, Kings, go. And be sure to reach out to all the phone numbers you have in your contacts list with a GKG. Yeah, thanks for that. Somewhere after 11 o'clock. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Didn't you send that? I did, yeah. Okay. Because somebody sent it to me at that time, oh, and I was gee. like, you got to be kidding me. Was it Conway? 
Because Conway likes to do that. He does. Oh. It was not Conway. I wish it was Conway. If it was Conway, I would have sent out a ding-dong. Well, instead we got... Mm. Listen to all Kings games on the Kings channel on the free iHeartRadio app. Coming up next, Robert Ory on the Petros and Money Show talking about the big Laker series with the Memphis Grizzlies. They're walking with their feet 10 feet off a bill. Petros and Money, AM570, LA Sports. We are live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Click on that AM570, LA Sports icon, and remember to hit the follow button. That way you are updated and notified on anything happening, including... Dodger games. That's right. You can listen even if you are not near the AM band. You can get the Dodger games as long as you are inside the GeoFence through that iHeartRadio app. So you'll get a heads up when that game is starting if you hit that follow button through the iHeartRadio app. But, P, we are not talking hardball. We're talking roundball. That's right. It's time to discuss the Lakers' potential for a deep run. You know who knows about a deep run? Oh, championships, baby. Big shot Bob. He sees Sacramento having a good time and celebrating, and he laughs because he knows he killed him. Seven times the NBA champion that he is, a beloved Laker, Rocket, Sun, Spur. Everybody loves Bob Ory, and you see him on Spectrum, Sportsnet, L.A., a real champion and a Roll Tide type. I wonder if he watches their football game. Joining us on the Mountain View Chevrolet Celebrity Hotline, it is Robert Ory here to talk some hoops and a Laker basketball playoff run. What's cracking, Robert? How are you? Man, I'm good. I'm good. I, I watch a little Bama football and basketball every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, you know, you mix it in. I know you're a busy, yeah, you're a busy guy. guy. You got a lot going on with the kids I, and all I, that. I, 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 do, I do have to correct you, though. You say I'm beloved by all yeah, his sons. Yeah. Sons don't love me. And there's no love lost on this end either, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel yeah. like if you're if you're walking around in Phoenix, though, the people. Uh, all right, you know, I don't know. What do I know? Uh, tell us uh, overall, Robert, uh, how, how different this Laker team looks to you uh, as opposed to, you know, what you guys were riding the roller coaster with all season, coming on after those games, trying to keep James Worthy uh, happy and smiling. Uh, this feels a lot different than that, doesn't it? Man, it feels a lot different. Um, I think a lot of times when people get, they think basketball, they think, oh, just throw the best guys on the team. And you need pieces. These pieces need to fit. And you think the Lakers would have learned that from having Nick Van X or Eddie Jones, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal. Sometimes, you know, you can have all these superstars. They're great, but they just don't fit together. And you have to have guys that fit. And if you look at each and every one of these guys on this team, they all have a role they do and they all fit into one big pie that works really well for the Lakers. And I think what they have now is an amazing guys and they're just getting better because they learn each other each and every game. So it's this team is really good. It's interesting, uh, Robert, to to have you to kind of walk us through it because look, you played on a team with, with two of the greatest to have ever played basketball in Shaq and Kobe, and you got to figure out, you know, how, how do you fit in? And how do you be not just a viable, but an important and a championship piece to that roster? And it's kind of something that a lot of these new Lakers are trying to figure out, you know, in D'Angelo Russell and Miles and, and like all these guys, Malik Beasley, I should say, like, give us an idea of how hard that is and how you go about figuring out how to maximize your touches when you're on a team with players like that. Well, I think a lot of times guys don't know how to sacrifice. You know, they're used to playing a game a certain way. And you got superstars like AD, 
in LeBron, there's moments where you're going to have to sacrifice what you do or what you want to do on the court to make the team better. And I think those guys are learning. And also the superstars got to understand, you know, what those other guys bring to the table and allow them to shine when they're shining. And I think if you watch the last game, they let Rui shine. They let Reed shine. And now the two big dogs that sat back and say eat. And I think that's the best thing that the Lakers are learning throughout this process. I think also with Coach Ham, Coach Ham is like, okay, he's going with the flow. He's not just saying, okay, I'm playing this guy this many minutes, this guy. I'm like, whoever's rolling is going to be out there. And that's what you have to do as a coach. you got to be able to adjust your, your game plan. A lot of guys going to stick with their game plan regardless of what's going on. But when you, when you have a guy or unit that's playing really well together, you, you ride it out in the playoffs because you get some, you can get some rest the next day. We know um, it's hard to, to do as a coach when you have someone with the resume of LeBron James. We brought this up after the Minnesota game where it just looked like he was gassed, um, was kind of really having a rough go of it, yet was still in the backcourt, bringing the ball up every time, trying to go one-on-one, and it wasn't quite working out as well. And then you contrast that with game one and just kind of taking a step back and like you said, letting Rui and, and Austin Reeves get after it. Is that is that a player's thing? Is that a coach's thing? Like, how do you set that all up in those final three, four minutes when you opt for the hot hand versus the superstar? When you got a player that caliber, and he knows when a guy is just, you know, he understands basketball. You got to think about it. LeBron, one of the smartest players ever played his game. You know, we always talk about his talent, but he understands that the guys, you know, rolling, you let him roll. You think about when he let Kyrie take the shot back in the day to beat um, Golden State Warriors to win a championship. He understands if a guy has the advantage offensively, you let him go and you let him do his thing. And I think now he understands, especially at this age, you think about it, 20 years in the league, he understands these young bucks sometimes have more energy, more stamina, so you let them go. And I think the way, you know, Reeves has been playing, he's been on an unbelievable, you know, role here the last two months. And he's just been shooting it with ease playing at a high level, so I think LeBron understands that. He said, you know what? Make the game easier for me. The great Robert Ory is our guest, joining us courtesy of Bet Online. Check out Bet Online for up-to-date NBA Finals coverage and odds, along with first-round series prices, game lines, and props for each and every game. The Lakers are at 10-1 to to win the NBA championship currently. The Clippers at 28-1. to uh, Robert Ory would not be taking the shortcut, apparently, uh, into the visitors' locker room if he was hanging out and playing at the Phoenix Arena, and we really are uh, happy to have him. What kind of pushback do you think Memphis has in him? They they have also had an up and down year. Now John Morant has a, a hurt hand. You know the thing the thing about it, they've been playing without Ja a lot, and they got a really good team. They're a good defensive team. I know. Triple J just won defensive player of the year, but you got other guys that can play really good defense on that team. I think for them, they're going to try to come out and hit hard, hit fast, and try to get that crowd behind them because they're a young team, they're an emotional team, and that's how they ride. But I think, you know, when you got guys like LeBron and AD, you can be on the road. It doesn't bother them. So it's, it's, it's going to be a very interesting way uh, Memphis approaches it. If I was coaching Memphis, I said we're gonna run it. We're gonna run it to try to slow to try to wear out AD and LeBron because that's your best bet when you play in the Lakers. You got to put the game in stiff gear and try to put a lot of pressure on those guys and attack because AD loves to block shots. If AD gets in foul trouble, there's no other bigs that can handle Triple J. I know here in LA, uh, a lot of people kind of their memory of Robert Ory is just clutch shots, uh, clutch three pointers, and and maybe they don't realize 
how freaking big and swole you were and what a badass you were out there. Oh, the flying and, dunks in Houston, Matt, right? the flying dunks. And then I think about, like, when he's with the Spurs, the freaking Rob Blake-style hip check at half court, and next thing you know, Steve Nash, like, exploded into dust. Oh, savvy. Um, so how, like, how would you deal with someone – like Dylan Brooks, just someone of your era and what physical basketball looked like to you versus what it now looks like to a dude like Dylan Brooks who's probably going to try to get after the Lakers tomorrow night and get under their skin. Man, it was so funny you mentioned that. I was watching him. Did you notice through the the game he was trying to bump LeBron or bump whoever he was going to try to get them off the game? I'm like, dude, that only works for young guys who are immature. It's not going to work with LeBron. LeBron just ignored him. But for us, we said LeBron, bring him off the screen, and we would just it would just hit him so hard, come up that screen, and just look at him. Because sometimes you got to take a foul to let them know, hey, get that shit out. Excuse my language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody's in, enjoying the series. The the Lakers look like a a bit of a a resurgent thing. Who have you been most impressed with of the new guys, Robert? Uh, I mean, we knew Reeves was a kind of a special guy. He's been sort of. Uh, hanging around the last few years and having some great games on occasion. But but who that just showed up have you been most impressed with? I would say Rui. It's not just because of the last game. If you look back, when he first got to Lakers, he hit like 23, 24 points. And all of a sudden, you got all these other new guys that came in, Vando, Russell, Beasley. And then he kind of went to the bench and had some DMPs. I'm like, hold on now. Don't forget about Rui. He has that type of body that's perfect for the NBA. You got to find a way to get him on the court. And I think for me, he didn't. He didn't get upset. He sat down. You know. You know. Said, okay, this is a filling out time. Because a lot of guys like, and you brought me here to play. I came from a situation in DC where I was getting minutes. But I think that was, you know, for me, the way he handled it, his professionalism. Where he said, you know what, I'm gonna sit back and just wait and then wait my turn. And that's what I look at. The way he's handled this whole situation has been. Uh, great for me. Would love to know, Robert, I don't know how much of the other series uh, you're watching, but just it seems like maybe because we've got the Lakers in the playoffs, they're up 1-0. Joel Embiid looks like he's finally going to win that MVP. The the Sacramento and Golden State series been super compelling. I don't know if it feels like it's being overlooked a little bit, but Kawhi Leonard versus Kevin Durant, just kind of your observations of what those two guys have done so far in their career and, and how you think this series ultimately is going to go with those two superstars out there. Man, I'm loving this series. You know, Westbrook with his attitude, the way he can guard Durant also. And I think the cool the, – the see – now, for me, I love basketball. I, I was hoping that – you know, PG-13 will be able to play, but he's not playing. But it's just great to see great basketball and great guys on the court because Kawhi, you know, Kawhi, you know, you can't get much out of him, but the way he plays on the on the court, it, it speaks volumes. And that, that series is probably one of the best series because you think about it, you got two elite scorers in Durant and Devin Booker, but you got two elite defenders in Westbrook and, and Kawhi, and they can guard each of those guys. And you got other guys you know, that can step up at any given moment for the um, for the Clippers, too. So this is going to be part of me, one of the best series to watch, and I think it'll go seven. Robert Ory is with us. Check out Bet Online for the up-to-date NBA Finals and conference odds, along with everything you need for everything going on in the NBA playoffs. We appreciate Robert Ory. He's been on the show before, and he's always very candid and, and fun to talk to. When you see it popping off in the Bay Area, like it is, Robert. It, it has not popped off in the Bay Area. Like E40's getting kicked out of games, and ringing the bell in Bob Myers' ear. 
Uh, people are going wild up there. Uh, does it look like fun? What crosses your mind? Because the last time the Kings were any good, I mean, you stuck a stake in their heart. <laughs> you know, it reminded me of the Cabell days and them up there party. You know, Sacramento has good fans. They got a new arena. Um, I was very fortunate to see the arena this, this, this year because my son, at Harvard Westlake, they won a state championship. So I got to see the arena. Congratulations. And I got to see the arena with no things with nobody heckling me. So <laughs> that's the only time I probably will see the arena. But it's, it's, you know, the Kings fans are great, man. You got to be honest about that. They're great fans. Now they have a team that's, you know, prime and ready to go far in the playoffs because if you look at that team, they're young. They don't care about much. They got, you know, when I say about that, they just play hard. You know, they play hard and let whatever happens, happen. So that's, that's, I think they're going to win this series probably five to six games because I just Ooh. think they're too young and too fast for the Golden State Warriors. And, it, and then, plus, you don't know what's going to happen with Draymond for game, game three. He's going to be suspended or not. So if he's suspended, you know, it's going to be very hard for them to win uh, game three without no Draymond because they got nobody, no answer for some bonus on the inside. Last thing uh, from me, Robert. So then let's let's project, let's play the hypothetical game. I know, you know, Memphis is still a viable squad. They're still really good. But let's say the Lakers get out of that and we're going to have that sweet Laker-Sacramento showdown again. Did you... Did you like playing at Arco? Like, did you like that atmosphere? Did you, you know, what? Because the, the cowbells were deafening, and it smelled like cow crap in that town as well. Like, what do you remember about that? Did you like going there and breaking their hearts? I, I, I loved going there. It was so great. Um, you could think about going to Sacramento. It's a small town, so you, you limited on what you can do. And you, you because they were so good back then, they thought they was going to win. You know, they were very cocky. And, you know, once they got the best record in the West, they said, oh, this is over. But, no, you forget, we're defending champions. Mm-hmm. We still don't like you, and we're going to take what you – you know, we're going to keep what we love and try to keep you from getting what we love. So, and it was just a – it was fantastic to see. The fans were great. The mood were great. You know, the best line out of all that was, you know, Shaq called the Sacramento Queens. So oh, yeah. Those were some great runs. So, I'm, if, if the Lakers can get back to – playing the Kings, and the Kings can get to Lakers, I might have to go up there for a game and just try to cause some havoc in the, in the arena. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, ride a horse. Amazing. You can ride a horse up in there, Robert. Uh, we appreciate you. <laughs> Bet online. Check it out. Bet online. Robert Ory and Spectrum Sportsnet. L.A. Uh, Robert Ory, seven-time champion, and congrats on the state championship at Harvard-Westlake. It was a lot of fun uh, watching your son. He had a great year. And uh, the Wolverines did, too. Uh, We appreciate you. All right, guys. Have a good one. There he goes, Robert Ory. And remember, we have got basketball tonight on our sister station, AM 1150, the aforementioned, perhaps best series in all of the first round, Clippers versus Suns, will tip off at 7 p.m. on AM 1150. If you're a puckhead, this is your show. And we're going to the baseball. That's the truth. Dodgers, Mets. Dodgers on deck at six. First pitch at seven ten. What I tell you, I told you. I told you, guy was gonna high stick it. Told you, told you, this is a great matchup for them. Uh, I, I told you, out. it was great. Pulled out way early on that one. Everybody wanted this one. Live everywhere on the iHeart Radio app. Everybody hits follow on the button uh, where it says on the app to follow, and that means you get the latest notifications about the Petros and Money Show and the Great Petros and Money podcast and and matt we've had a great show tonight the clippers are on 11 50 but we got dodgers over here 
Well, see if the uh, Dodgers can snap out of this funk. Two-game losing streak. They've dropped four of their last five or three of their last four. And uh, tonight, from the Galpin Motors broadcast booth, first pitch at 7.10 p.m., Clayton Kershaw once again tasked with trying to right the ship. Hopefully he can pitch a complete game because apparently nobody in the bullpen has figured out how to throw yet this season. Oh, I dios mio. Clippers Suns, as you mentioned on AM 1150, inflation salvation back tomorrow, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Keyword comes every single hour. When you hear it, you get to am570lasports.com. You punch in that keyword. Could be a thousand bucks for you. That's from our friend Sweet James Bergen or at 809 million. And remember, tomorrow, the action of professional soccer at BMO Stadium. BMO? Angel, Angel City FC taking on. The OL Reign. Visit angelcity.com slash sweepstakes to enter for a chance to meet and greet players, watch warm-ups from the field, and more VIP experience through Angel City. You can listen to all the games in HD on the free iHeartRadio app with the keyword Angel City FC. I tell you what. Is that I like the it. Orlando Reign? The no, OL no, Reign? Out- the Outer Laguna. Is and I right? love I love Angel City's chances against Outer Laguna. There ain't nothing going on in Cates Outer is uh, shaking his head like I, you're a real I idiot. Don't think that's what it stands for. I'm pretty sure it's a team based well, in Well, how about not just saying this is wrong? How about giving us an answer, Cates? It's huh? the OL Rain that are based out of Seattle, hey, Washington. That's not the case. My my uh, maternal grandmother was uh from Laguna and I know Outer Laguna when I hear it. And I'm not going to sit here and be corrected and retracted. I know the secrets between the Kings and the Oilers. I know what's. <laughs> I am it, well aware. It's owned by a French group called Olympique Lyonnais. Olympique. Olympique Lyonnais. Lyonnais. Olympique Lyonnais. Now we. Now there we go. Outer Laguna. Freaking frogs. I didn't know there was a, there was French down there. My grandmother was English. All right, Matt. Uh, you love mine was Jewish. Uh, you love <laughs> uh, you loved the Joan Didion so much, oh, and her yeah. very and her very morose reading that today we will celebrate Kathy Acker, who was a novelist, playwright, essayist, a woman of letters. Essay. I wish Mookie Betts would play harder. Essay. Kathy Acker was also involved in the punk scene or the post punk. Would you play that Patty Smith for me there? Oh yeah, let's get it. Yeah. Uh, her birth date is disputed, but she died in uh, 1997 in her 50s. That's unfortunate. Born in New York City, her mom remarried, raised on the Upper East Side. Her mother committed suicide, and her real dad was in an asylum after he killed a trespasser on his yacht. Okay. She went to Brandeis. Well, big brain. And went to the theater kids' orgies, she wrote. I knew that happened. I knew the theater kids had orgies. Speaking of you. Damn it! She went to UC San Diego, also a Jewish enclave. <laughs> and then uh, she uh, went to uh, City University of New York. Well-educated to write. And she was a prolific writer. Also big into the New York City punk movement when it came around. Uh, her most known work, I'm sure you've heard of, Matt, Blood and Guts in High School. Yeah. It has Mexico in it. New York City, incest, prostitution, human trafficking. It's got it all. With a very progressive William Burroughs storytelling technique. So you have that going for you. 
she wrote a book before that that was actually pretty popular too called Great Expectations New York which was a modern rewrite of the Dickens uh, also pretty popular it was the best of times and it was pretty bad too <laughs> she died of breast cancer in 1997 in Tijuana which is really sad uh, she wrote a lot about cancer uh, she has a wide amount of work that's available, and after she died, she got even more popular. Uh, three volumes of nonfiction have been published uh, since her death. So, uh, you know, we have a little bit of a Bay Area theme today, Matt. Uh, yesterday, we had a kind of a British theme with the uh, story about the horse racing death and the national race with the fences and the horses all dying and the protest. And, and then we talked about the Gooners for the Alive Guy birthday of the day. Sure, yeah. So, so today, with a little bit of a San Francisco theme, here is Kathy Acker. Okay. Live. Uh, re- live. Not too long. Uh, uh, and this will really lift your spirits. Uh, live reading in San Francisco. Forrest had just given me a summary of his views. He's a weather prophet. The weather will continue bad, he says. There will be more calamities. More death, more despair. Not the slightest indication of the change anywhere. The cancer of time is eating us away. Our heroes have killed themselves or are killing themselves. The hero then is not time, but timelessness. We must get in step a lockstep toward the prison of death. There's no escape. The weather will not change. All right, there Is you go. Is someone crying in the background? I or think you know it's getting that choked up in the background. Here. Like weeping, openly yeah. weeping at the beauty of her poetry. Yeah, understandable. Well, also a poet. <laughs> I was listening from Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that again. Okay. I, mean, I, I appreciate I, well, you trying right. to spread your I, wings. I don't know what that song was, but please don't play it again, Colin. You're a live guy, birthday of the day, P. It would have been appropriate with that high art to have done that ventriloquist guy that's got the skeleton dummy. Uh, oh, I went. I did best damn sports show once. I'll <laughs> <laughs> take a pass on that. <laughs> Instead, we will go with like sketch. The, he had the, also like the jihad dummy. Yes. Jihad dummy, skeleton dummy, <laughs> skeleton jihad dummy. Yes, I had, Not a, at all. I, I had a conversation on television with the jihad it's dummy. It's that okay. dude's birthday, but instead we're going to go with one of the great, one of the all-time great sketch comedy stars. It's his 70th today, and it gives us an excuse to play something from the great white north. Happy birthday, Rick Moranis. I'm doing a special Christmas theme today. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good day. I'm Bob McKenzie. Welcome to Great White North. I'm Bob McKenzie. This is my brother, Doug. How's it going? Okay, this is our Christmas show. eh? Yeah. So, like, that's our There's our Christmas tree. Yeah. And Hosehead here had the idea of just having a steel spike at the top to decorate it. Zoom in on the tree. No, no, no. Come on. No, take up to the top. No, here, that's what you do with that. That's, Puts off. the beer there. bottle on the top That's of the spike the there. Top. Okay, one of our topics, eh? Wait, zoom back over to Get us. over here, eh? 
one of our topics was like beer nog, okay? Because we hate eggnog. And like at our family parties, everybody drinks eggnog Christmas, right? So what you do is you go to Max 7-Eleven, you get eggnog and you empty it out like right in the tree, eh? And then you pour That'll beer help in it here. Grow. Okay, you got beer right in there, and then you get like a happy cup you can't see through. Pour it in that, walk around the party. You don't have to drink eggnog, drink beer nog instead, okay? There it okay, is. Okay, another topic is <laughs> this is beauty. Like uh, two years ago, we was working in Brewers Retail, eh? So like, <coughs> our owner, our boss, eh? He gave us like uh, uh, frozen butter balls for Christmas, eh? So like Posehead here puts it in the trunk of the car and forgot about it, right? So like next summer, dad was driving the car and goes, who died, eh? So like goes in the trunk. Pulls out a gift. I got one for you too. Take off, uh, you never did. I do. Oh. All right, there we go, Rick Moranis. Uh, go ahead and dig into the YouTube and the Great White North sketches. The wife and I ended up watching a good 45 minutes worth. Born... Frederick Allen Moranis, Toronto, friends, and went to grade school with Getty Lee. He's Canadian? Who would have guessed? <laughs> eh? Uh, that is why this particular song was nominated for a Grammy. How about that? He started in radio, just like us, hopped around a couple <laughs> Toronto radio stations. Big Bit was his spoof of Hockey Night in Canada. Started doing stand-up on radio uh, called 90 Minutes Live was his show. Did some TV, a lot of early mockumentary-style sketch comedy that, of course, came out of those parts. His pal, Dave Thomas, recruited him for SCTV in 1980. Did a lot of impressions, Saturday Night Live-style, Canadian-style, George Carlin. The other guy's Dave Thomas. The other guy's Dave Thomas, exactly. They were the McKenzie brothers, Bob and Doug McKenzie. Uh, He did Woody Allen, Merv Griffin, but it was at the request of the producers as they were going national onto the CBC instead of just local in Toronto for SCTV that they come up with, quote, identifiable Canadian content. So the two of them came up with the Great White North, Bob and Doug McKenzie. You just heard it. By the time the U.S. ordered SCTV, it was the most popular sketch on the show. Producers insisted every show have an episode. This song was on the album Great White North, nominated for that Grammy. They got the movie deal for Strange Brew, so freaking good. And that launched Moranis into full-fledged movie stardom. Ghostbusters, Spaceballs, Little Shop of Horrors, of course, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. He was Uh, huge, Matt. He was. He was doing like either three or four movies a year from 85 through 89. Got married in 86 to costume designer Ann Belsky. And very sad, rough go. Uh, Right after the birth of their second kid, his wife was diagnosed with cancer and passed away almost right away in 1991. So he just stopped acting because he was a single dad and had two really little kids and just decided he was going to raise them and would maybe do a role here or there, Little Giants, a couple voiceovers, but that was it. Pretty much just stopped so he could yeah. raise the kids. Um, and tragedy struck again, Matt, when he shrunk those children and lost <laughs> That was just a movie, actually. But when uh, they, yeah, that's Oh, one of them got real big and fought all of Las Vegas. <laughs> that's right. He uh, did return to the screen after about a 20-year absence for a couple things. Scorsese Doc on SCTV, a Ryan Reynolds commercial, and uh, he's 70 years old today. One of the all-time great sketch comedy geniuses, Rick Moranis. All right, let's go. Batter up. City of Hope, top-ranked cancer hospital that combines leading-edge clinical research with precision cancer treatment. Learn more at cityofhope.org. Dodgers taking on the Mets. The Dodgers are one game under 500. The Mets are like a dominant team, 11-6. and six. The Dodgers were beaten last night. Oh, they were pounded. Like Mick Cronin. I don't have too much to say about it. 
pounded for eight runs. It was an absolute disaster. Terrible, terrible. Uh, Five runs from (laughs) Dustin May. Alex Vesia gave up three after the Dodgers took the six to five lead. I don't really have a lot to say. I'm sorry, guys. I don't. Blew the lead, blew the game, and the Dodgers are now a game under 500, as you mentioned. However, tonight, going to be a hell of a celebration. It is Vince Scully jersey night. Instead of a number, it's got that microphone uh, on the front in red and the Scully with the blue microphone on the back. And they're doing it again, asking Clayton Kershaw to stop the bleeding. 2-1, 3-5-0-E-R-A. This would be career win 200. Oh, that's a big deal. And then it's also Taylor McGill, a local guy going for the Mets. Ready to go to high school? Los Alamitos. Long, long after JT Snow, uh, let's go Griffins. And then he was at LMU and then Cypress College and then U of A. Let's go where he was drafted by the Mets in 2018. And now he's starting against the Dodgers in Chavez Ravine. So that'll be cool. Coming up next, Dodgers on deck with the one and only Tim Cates and crew. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.